This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation Once Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman. Happy thanks a Christmas days. And this is episode 250, Red Bull Rant, the movie. Ooh. I think this is the most obvious of, of the themed. Yeah, I mean, this, I will say this. Titles. Yeah, I mean, if you don't get it now, you're you're an idiot. And honestly, this was the last thing that the um, that, whatever that, the that, titles hint to. This was the last great thing they did. <laughs> um, so yeah, welcome to the season wrap up show. In this lull, of, I, I don't know what I'm going to call it. Like I guess it, off season. We're all Red Bulls. It's off season, but not. For yeah, I got, I, I got a question for you. Is MLS still happening? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, are they still, still happening? Are they still playing games? I feel like it's been five weeks between playoff series. Yeah. Uh, TFC Columbus played last night, which was the 29th, and Seattle Houston played tonight, which is the 30th. I, I honestly, last night, I can't tell you what time it was. Maybe it was around, I don't know, 10.30 or so. And I go on Twitter, I'm like, oh, yeah, they, they played tonight. Who, who knew anymore? Who knew? Because <laughs> it's so stupid when it comes to playoff scheduling. They had no clue. So, in fairness, they were trying to avoid the international break. And in not fairness, they did a much better job doing the same thing in the last few years. I don't know yeah. why they changed their their like schedules for the playoffs, because it just doesn't make any sense. Anyway. MLS going to MLS. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Cause, and on top of that, why not add some more teams? Into a league that can barely handle twenty two. Oh, okay. Can we put the? I'm putting that in the dumping ground. Yeah, who's gonna, dumping okay, ground. I'm typing it in right now, guys. We're going to talk about who's going to get a uh, expansion team. Yeah, whatever. Oh, we, well, we can... have. Don't don't forget the listener question we have. Oh, we got a cup. Yeah, we got two. So we're we're throwing that in before dumping ground. See, I got it all figured out. Okay. You changed it up on me. We're doing this first, then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna do talky talk, and then we're doing talky talk. We do tweet talk. Okay. Sweet teat talk and Okay. All right. So 2017 recap because that's why we're here. Mhm. MLS regular season, 6th place in the East, 14 wins, 12 losses, 8 draws, 50 points. Ninth overall. So if they had made MLS Cup final, I don't think it would have, I think it would only make a difference at this point if Houston were to win, but they could have at least hosted it against three Western Conference teams. Right. Yay. So and bad news, Houston probably is not winning tonight. Well, no. <laughs> They're down 2 nothing on the road. So, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could because of the road goals, but it probably won't. Anyway, um, in MLS play, 53 goals scored, 47 against. BWP once again with the golden boot for the team, 17 goals in MLS play, followed by Rory with 12. And then the closest is for Run with six. Uh, all competitions, Wright Phillips 
again, leading the, the team, 24 goals, Royer 15 from Ryan with 8. So very top-heavy goal-scoring distribution for the year. Who uh, who led, led the team in assists? Uh, I believe it was Question. Yeah. I actually didn't look at that one. No, I th- but I thought he was terrible. I, I, I mean, he's not Sean Davis, right? <laughs> Apparently not. Let me now. You ask me that question. I have to look it up because that is my task, or that, that's that's my thing for the show. Well, you can look it up with the number, but I'm telling you right now. Question, question had ten. Adams and Lawrence were tied with five. Five, five, five each. Five, and Sasha had ten. He stinks. Man. He stinks. Clearly. <laughs> um. In the Champions League, we lost in the first knockout round to Vancouver. In the the Open Cup, we lost to Sporting Kansas City in the finals. And in the playoffs, we... I don't even remember who we made it past at this point because I didn't... (laughs) It doesn't matter. Uh, (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) Made it past Chicago, lost to Toronto. (laughs) And uh, to start 2018 off, Sasha Kleschen will be suspended for the first game. Because the red card was upheld. Can I just say we were two, two win, two and one in the playoffs? Sure. Technically, that is true. Okay, good. I feel better about myself now. Yeah, technically, we had a winning record in the playoffs this year. Yep. Knocked out with a winning record. So yeah. I, I meant to put out a poll, and I kept forgetting to do it. About we, we had this poll. It was like fifteen questions for you guys. Like, letter grade, best player of the year, that kind of stuff, and then forgot all about it. Uh, I'm going to pull it up, but the first thing we're going to talk about is letter grade overall. So, Pat, you go first. What would you give this 2017 Red Bulls a letter grade for this year? Uh, That is a tough one. Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna go C, you know, just average, just just average. I mean, you know, I think there were there were plenty of missed opportunities to improve this team. It's something I harped on a number of times that may have been what they needed to either boost their standing uh, in in the conference to get them a better playoff position, or even just in the playoffs itself. And uh, they didn't do that. So I, I think that there's plenty of missed opportunities. They got weaker in the offseason. I think they're going to get weaker again in this next offseason. Um, so i got to give them a C. I mean, I think we're beyond where the playoffs are enough. Uh, for those of you who think the Open Cup uh, matters, uh, it doesn't matter to me. So I don't think that they're, they're running that uh, gives them any boost or anything like that. Because, you know, I'm sure supporting Kansas City uh, right now sitting at home looking at Seattle and Toronto going, <laughs> Those guys still playing soccer. Like, that's <laughs> the life we have. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to go see. Uh, you know, I think they're, they're the opportunity was to be a much better team. They didn't. Uh, I, Jesse Marsh, uh, you know, did not seem checked in. Uh, he kicked Ollie Curtis to the curb. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it, in many ways it was a lost season. There was something could, they could have built on the last two, and they didn't do that. And – and we just got a strictly meh season. I'm going to give them a C plus, and I will only give them the plus because of what they did in the Open Cup, and that was win a bunch of road games. So I think that's always an impressive thing. I think the game in Cincinnati was cool, even though they they 
should have beat a team in a lower division way easier than that. <laughs> but um, th- that's why I'll give them the plus. The C is pretty much like Pat said, very mediocre season. Mediocre. Uh, just, you know, was the, the six-seeded team in the playoffs. Like you said, 14, 12, and 8, that's mediocre. Uh, 53 goals for, 47 goals against. That's mediocre. It's all mediocre. They had a couple hot streaks, but really they had some real bad slumps early on in the middle of the season that completely cost them their position in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not going to talk right now about next season, but yeah, it's just it was just a, oh, okay, you got there, cool. Like, that. that's it. Mm-hmm. If we had actually recorded the show two weeks ago, like we originally planned, it, I would have been given this team an F. But because I had time to cool off from the playoff loss, I'm gonna <laughs> upgrade it to a D. And wow, that's and, harsh. Uh, harsh. Well, you take two straight years where you were the top team in the Eastern Conference. You get rid of one of your best players. And don't replace him. You get rid of your general manager who worked for the MLS uh, head office in New York and then and knew the rules and replaced him with Dennis Hamlet, a guy who was on the bench the year before. You granted made a run towards the U.S. Open Cup, but you had to come back uh, two goals down against FC Cincinnati to do it. You end up sixth in the East. You had an actual chance at winning against Toronto and blew it. And the biggest thing overall is just the inconsistency in the team over the year. There was a stretch of three games when Roy was on fire where we thought, hey, we're good to go. We're back. But no. It, as soon as Roy got hurt, everything went to hell. And to constantly hear Marsh say, this team is getting better. Year over year, for the three years that he's been this coach, we have taken steps back in the playoffs every year. We were in the Eastern Conference Finals in the first year. We lost in the semifinals at home in year two. We lost in the conference semifinals on the road in year three. There is no measurable way for me to say that this year was any better than last year. And honestly, if I'm dead serious about this. If you asked me two weeks ago, I would have called this an F because of how bad this season was compared to the two years before it. The only credit I will give Marsh is that he got into the playoffs. But really, you made it, you were the top 60% of the Eastern Conference, which is not a tough thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like being that NBA team finishing eighth, but you're under 500. <laughs> It's pretty so pretty much how that goes. Yeah, so that's why I'm giving this a D because this this team should honestly, given the two years prior, be an MLS Cup. You yeah. had this. This is the honestly the first time. And granted, my me following this team dates back to all of 2010, so take it for what it's worth. But this is the first time I've seen a consistent roster with a consistent coach with a consistent game plan on how to approach games, and we are not seeing improvement. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think I think injuries did have a big part of that, too. Royer hurt, Grella gone, 
Bog gone before he even kicked the ball. Uh, Colin hurt. You know, Parnell got hurt. I think that was a big issue too, is that there were so many injuries going around and they just couldn't put anything consistent together for the whole year. The two things that bothered me was, again, I'm going to bring this up for the last time this year because it is the end of the year, is that in that pre preseason event, he said, one, they were going to score lots of goals. That didn't happen. Mm. Two, uh, I asked him if there was if you if they were going to have a plan B during a game. I don't think that ever happened. They had a plan B to start a game when they realized their first idea was not panning out, and they switched the formation. But I never felt like they had middle of the game is like okay, this isn't working. Let's change it up. I just don't. I, I didn't really see that except for oh, we're down a goal. Put the second forward on. Going to South Zizo is not plan B, by the way. No, that's that's plan D. That's actually plan O as an out the door. <laughs> All right. So let's see. What other questions are going to ask? Um, I, instead of making this a few different categories like I had, let's just do overall player of the year. So, Truman, you go first. Who's your player of the year? Uh, I, hmm. I... It's it's hard because the couple guys I want we could all say BWP. You could say Robles because he did have a decent year, uh, but the two guys I want to go with didn't have real full seasons in Tyler Adams and Daniel Royer because I thought those were the, probably the two best players on the field when they were on the field. Um, maybe I'll just give it to Tyler Adams because chances are he won't be back next year. <laughs> right, give it to him now because he'll just be gone. We'll just waste another young talent. Let him go uh, sit on the bench. You know, in some European team, but I, I will I will give it to Tyler Adams because I thought he in the games he played when he figured out his position, he absolutely became a difference maker. I don't, no one's questioning that, and obviously, if Europe is calling, clearly everybody sees that too. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm gonna go Tyler Adams as well. Uh, I think yeah, once he really got going, um, the effect he had the team on the team was obvious, and. Um, I hope he sticks around one more year. I'm, I'm not too um, hope. Uh, I'm not too optimistic about that. But uh, you know, it, it's at the same time. Hey, he looked good in the U.S. national team uh, uniform against Portugal, and uh, so maybe he can handle himself in Europe. But um, this soon, rather, I mean, he will be able to at some point. But uh, yeah, so I think yeah, because we might not have him next year, and because he truly was a difference maker, I'll go with Tyler Arms as well. Well, since you both did, I, I'm going to do the, the obvious one is Ray Phillips because scoring 24 goals in all competitions, regardless of how you get there, is impressive. And it's been three – this is not obviously for this year, but it's been, what, three year, three and a half years running where this guy is the most consistent scorer on a team. And that's something that is really hard to replace. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, no one's going to bury you for saying BWP. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> we this yeah. <laughs> I mean, somebody right. has to go with an, a more obvious choice, and, and he definitely has, you know, he is a difference maker. But for God's sakes, put the ball in the net when you're in front of it in the playoffs. Yeah, right. Ah! Yeah. All right. Uh, match of the year. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. I please do. So I I'm because I'm looking at the 
the questionnaire, which I put together and never sent out. So for me, I kind of know because I picked out these four. Uh, but mine is going to be because I was there. The two-one win over DC United at RFK Stadium uh, on the last day of the the regular season. That was a good one. I was there too. Yep. And the reason it's my match of the year is because one, I was there, and two, and and this may change. We will talk about it, but it may change. Beating DC in their last match in that building, and seeing DC get sent down ten men. <laughs> and seeing the Red Bull fans literally shaking the second deck of RFK Stadium. That was one of the coolest things I've ever been to. Uh, and we will get to it later, but uh, I'm pretty sure that they said that was the last game in RFK no matter what. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, my game uh it's going to be winning on Forza Lucha Day cuz you know we're undefeated on Forza Lucha Day. We beat Montreal again and uh we're just unstoppable. I should just book a wrestling show for every single home game cuz we would go undefeated at home. So that's mine because uh it was an awesome day which led into a great a great game. And the weather was absolutely perfect. I think there was a uh we don't have to dig it up. A 3-3-0 win, I believe. I don't know. It was like three, four, nothing, or something like that. It was, yeah. it was a big game. Yeah, but big, I, I mean, I, I just love it. I love watching them whoop Montreal's ass uh, on Forza Lucha Day. It's almost as good as Rex Manning Day. Maybe it's better than Rex Manning Day. I'm not sure. It's well, for, Lucha Day comes by once a year. Rex Manning Day only came by once. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the one where they scored goals. <laughs> I don't know. This was not a memorable season. Uh, you know, I, I, there's really no game that sticks out for me. Um, I can't even think about games I've been to. Because, uh, I mean, we, I went to them losing to Toronto in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, the Dax McCarty comeback game, I went to that. That was that was kind of fun. Uh, the freezing cold game at the beginning of the season. Uh, it was not a memorable season, you know. I, I, so I, I don't, I don't really have one, you know. Um, what about sticking it to a New England in New England? That's always a treat. Eh, you know, like for me, it's like beating D, beating DC or NYCFC makes me happy. We didn't, and we did do it to DC, but we didn't do it to the NYCFC, and that made me sad. Well. So, I, I don't know. Dax coming back because I got to cheer Dax. Sure, there you go. That's good enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in as a notable mention because I, of the experience was the even though we lost the Open Cup game in Kansas City because one it was my vac- it was a vacation for me for and after a really long stretch at the bakery of, <laughs> all nights got to meet Kevin from Albany. Got to meet up with Zach Wasink and uh, Jimmy Cates and do some two sweets. Ate at Q39 Barbecue, which is really good. And as much as it sucked, I have to say the Kansas City fans are great because after the game, there was a bunch uh, those that were on the bus, I think, for ESC. Because I think Viking Army had their own transportation. But anyway, the guys that were on the ESC buses, we were out in front of uh, – 
Children's Mercy Park waiting for the buses to come back around. And there are waves of the KC fans coming out. And I had to be a good, like, 10, 15 minutes where they were coming over to us and shaking our hands for, one, for it being a good game, for us bringing the noise. Like, I've heard comments that there were – there was a kid in one of the supporter sections who actually got distracted by us and started singing along with us <laughs> instead of, KC, instead of along with the KC people. So, dumb kids, damn it! So it, it was a very good experience. It's, loss aside, it was a very good experience. All right. You, uh, I did have one more question on, that I was going to ask, but we'll save it because it's more of a looking forward thing. Alrighty, so. I think it's time for the questions that you have on Twitter. Oh yeah, let's. Uh, oh boy, we just got one too. So I'll. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll get to that one. We can take uh, a dumping ground. <laughs> no, I mean, we could bring it up. Uh, so Blue Mini Mike. Now this is the funny thing. We have two questions. Two of them are not even from uh, Red Bull fans. Shows our, what our audience is. Everybody. They all love us. They all can't get enough. I actually, I really like this question from Mike. This is a really good one. Uh, rank the last few Red Bull managers. Juan Carlos Osario, Hans Baca, Mike Pecky, and Jesse Marsh. So really, this is the uh, last manager of the Giant Stadium era, and then the three giant uh, Red Bull Arena managers. Yeah. So, Pat, you want to go first on these? Sure, Marsh, Pecky, Baca, Asaria. You know what's funny? Joe Goldstein of Seen Red actually responded the same exact order. There you go. Me and Goldstein think alike. All right, uh, I'm putting Asaria at the bottom. Even though I wasn't around for him, I'm going to put Asaria at the bottom because of the stories I've heard. Uh, Baca is three. Marsh, two. Pecky, one. I think... Jay, I'm going to be with you. Osorio is four because, yeah, he got them to a cup final, but that next year was an absolute unmitigated disaster. And I don't like him. So, <laughs> uh, Baca, three. Uh, you know, again, it was like every other Red Bull Metro Star manager got us to the playoffs. And that was it. Uh, yeah, and I, I put Jesse two and Pecky one. Pecky one only because uh, not only is he a wonderful human being, but he did get us our first major trophy. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll give him that. Uh, and this is taking nothing away from what Jesse's been doing the past five, you know, past couple of years. But hey, when you get us the first trophy, we'll we'll put you number one there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the next thing really is just like, hey, Jesse also won a supporter shield. Now he's got to yeah. win. He's got to win an actual cup. So, the reason I put Pecky ahead of Marsh is not so much the shield, it's the situation they were thrown into. Marsh was brought in by Curtis, and they already had a plan in place for improving the team. Pecky mm-hmm. was literally th- was was the acting coach, I think, for like the first month of the preseason when he was, and then officially made head coach. And basically was given almost no help. Didn't ha- didn't really have academy products to lean on. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I, forget, I think it was the, the first year there was a dust up with Henri where he benched him against DC. Yep. Yep. Like, like he was thrown into a situation where it was clear that if failure were to happen, it was, it was almost expected. Right. And to take that, turn it into a shield run. And then in year number two, be one goal away from the MLS cup final in a series that really could have gone either way. And then being shown the door for, you know, for March because there was a plan in place. But I I think because of the situation, Pecky did a better job managing than Marsh did. Marsh was able to come in. I think it was like December, end of December, beginning of January when he was hired. They basically overhauled the roster right away because they had to anyway because Henri was leaving. Mm-hmm. But they basically overhauled the roster with him there, so he got to pick some of the guys that he had with him. Pecky didn't really have that choice. Right. Uh, so I think Pecky was put in the tougher position than Marsh was, and that's why I'm putting him number one. How about this? Let's let's throw this all wrench in. Pecky won a supporter shield with one of the greatest players of all time. And Thierry Henry, because, you know, Tim Cahill's the greatest player of all time. Just kidding, I meant Thierry Henry and Tim Cahill. But, uh, you know, he did have two stars mm-hmm. as compared to Jesse didn't. Jesse ended up having an amazing Bradley Ray Phillips, but that's always, you know, debatable. Maybe it's like, yeah, they should have won a supporter share with Thierry Henry and Tim Cahill, you know. <laughs> and, a, and a cranky... A cranky Fabian Espindola, which will always be my favorite part of that one picture of them all holding the, his stupid, miserable face. <laughs> ah, so funny. So I'm I would say aside from everybody, you know, the, everyone who's been talking about it on Twitter. If anyone else has their opinion, shoot it at us. I'm, I'm curious. Do it. And we'll never talk about it because we'll forget about this by the time next time we record, <laughs> which will be January. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> so what was the second question? Second question is uh, from Chico FFS, who always tweets at us. He said, "I guess just a repeat of my comment from playoff elimination. Don't have uh, have a ton of hope for this team as it is. How much do you guys think this core has left in the tank? Has it already taken us as far as it can go?" Oh, and he, I'm sorry, let me add to it. He also says, I have to wonder when March's seat gets hot. There's already been a good bit of mediocre soccer, which we uh, clearly ranked in our grades. <laughs> it was so, very mediocre. If March's seat is not hot already, there's a problem. That's, yes. That's me personally. I'm with you, absolutely. Um, as for the core of the team, I don't think they're done because, what, for the most part, we're like 32 is the max age, I think, on this team. Mm-hmm. It's just that we are missing a few key pieces and a plan B. <laughs> Those are the two things we need right now. Yeah, and plan B might have shrunken. The, the depends on what happens with Verone, which again, yeah, I mean, we'll talk to in a couple minutes. And I, I say this because I know fans yeah. are probably at some point thinking it. I think this season turns out a lot differently if Dax is never let go. Aside from the fact that he doesn't. Well, he does get hurt once in a while, but the fact that he is generally an Iron Man and that he can actually hold the ball in the midfield, which I think was probably the biggest thing lacking this year, would have made a big difference for the Red Bulls. But 
Does Tyler Adams get the uh, playing time and debts if, if if Dax is still there? Does Adams become the guy he is? Maybe because Grella got hurt. I mean, is he playing an optional forward at that I point? Mean, well, I mean, if you, <laughs> if you the last game against T- or TFC, he was the playmaker, and um, Kleshen had dropped back to take McCarty's role. So, mm. it, I always think about what happens if Royer didn't get hurt. I, we're probably, I'm saying we're probably fourth in the standings. I don't know how we would end up in the playoffs, but I don't think we would have skyrocketed to number one. TFC was just too hot in the regular season to really catch up to him. Mm. I'll say uh, when it comes to how much do I have, do I think the team has left in the tank? I'm, I'm kind of with you. I don't think they're spent. I think you're right. They're missing a few couple players. Again, barring all the injuries that they suffered on offense and defense, it could have been a completely different season. Now, the problem is if next year you go with the same guys and they're getting hurt again, we're in big, you know, we're going to be sitting in sixth place again. So I think the guys they have, I think BWP's got plenty left. Plenty. He's not shown any sign that he's getting old. He's not a speed forward. He's a target striker. So you don't really have to worry about that. Uh, and Thierry Henry played until he was 85 years old. So, again, you know, not not too concerned about that. And, and I think with the younger guys, I think they're going to be okay. Just going to add those couple key pieces, like you said. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about the core being – you know, BWP, I mean, I, when I think core, I think BWP, I think Kleshin, I think Felipe. Um, you know, I, I do think Kleshin and BWP are, not to say they're bad, but they're, they're, they're on the down swing of their careers uh, at this point. BWP, uh, I agree, Truman has not shown signs of slowing down, but he will be 33 next year, at the start of the season next year. Um and strikers, you know, when they start hitting those mid thirties, that's when they start to kind of suddenly go down. So, uh, and the big the big thing is like with BWP, if he starts slow next year, we won't know if it's because he's finally hit that age because that's how he starts every season. Right, um, right. We always question that with your starts. Uh, the smart move would be to, uh, yeah, like with both Jay and. Truman said, bring in a few pieces in the offseason to bolster this roster. I don't think they will do it. Um, you know, I, I think that they will um, more than likely sell instead of bring anything in. And they'll probably take some scraps from their academy that aren't ready and th- try and throw them on the field. Um and as for Jesse's seat, is it hot yet? It is not. That's not to say it shouldn't be. It's just it's not. Uh, you know, I, I think the Rebel organization, everything I've heard is they absolutely love this guy. Um, and, you know, it, it, that's that. You know, I, I just don't think it's hot. I think if he leaves his job, it's going to be under his own fruition. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Nah, I mean, it should, again, yeah, Jesse she should be hot if you can especially hold him the same metric that you held Hans Baca to, that you held Mike Pecky to. Uh, if, I mean, if you actually held him to a T, he'd be out, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, it's should be hot. It isn't. And uh, last question here, which I will bring in from Rich Ransom. 
hardcore wrestling with light tubes or hardcore wrestling with glass? What do you guys say? I think hardcore wrestling with puppies and kittens where they just roll around and have hugs and stuff. Why? I, I mean, I get hardcore matches, but why? Like, why do? Why is it? Why is it those two? Why are those but, my choices? But I, I don't know. But that—that's what you have. <sighs> if anything, glass, I guess, because at least you get the sugar glass that wouldn't hurt as the wrestler as much. Yeah, yeah that's not what they use. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is WWE does, but uh, none of none of those indie feds. Well, well, except for when Shane got thrown th- through that glass by uh, Angle all those years ago. Yeah, King of the Ring. I need to go watch that again. You should. It's it's unbelievable. It's one of the freaking most hardcore things you'll ever see. Uh, Shane, Shane, Shane throw, throw me through this. Throw me through the window. Again. It work. Throw me through again. Yeah, just do it again. It's fine. Smash me right through it. Nah, just fuck it, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> uh, my vote is for watching David Starr pull barbed wire off a board with wire cutters and then wrap it around his opponent's neck like he was going to choke him to death with it. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. There's mine. So I saw that at, at uh, Beyond Wrestling. I was going to say, was it CZW? But I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. CCW has the rack, has the plywood with like five glass tubes on it. Yeah, yeah. Or well, I mean, I, when they, we they watched, still have uh, your own weapons matches for the the, the tourney of death, or whatever it's called. Sure. Listen, I mean, I don't mean to promote uh, pro wrestling on a soccer podcast, <laughs> but on December 31st at Beyond Wrestling, it's going to be David Starr versus Joey Janela. Fans bring the weapons. I'm going to bring a stuffed teddy bear. That's what I'm going to bring. It's the most violent thing I could think of. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. So looking ahead to 2018, uh, Red Bulls announced this week uh, options that they picked up or declined. So they re- picked up contract options for Sasha Kleschen, Connor Laid, Aaron Long, uh, Royer, Sean Davis, Derek Etienne Jr., and Evan Lor- Lorio, however you say his name. Because I can't yeah, say you know, names. You know him, right? You know, remember him, how much he played this year? Woo! Third, what a guy. String, yeah. third string keeper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they declined options for Salzizo, Gideon Bob, oh, Mike Grella, Dilly Duca, Dan Metzger. I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Aaron Bussolovic. Thank you. Vincent Bezicourt, which, by the way, I find it funny because they only had they put his name as Vince Bezicourt, <laughs> which was Vinny. The, <laughs> yeah, uh, Zico Lewis, who was a draft pick, I think when we were all at the draft in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was this, this past year. Oh, was it this past year? Okay. Uh, Gonzalo Verone and Brandon Allen, and then Damian Parnell is just out of contract. He, they didn't decline or pick anything up for him. Well, now you can no longer complain about Brandon Allen not starting. <laughs> do you do you think well, that anyone now. who do you think that was declined will actually uh, come back under a new contract next year? Any of these guys? I could see Bezicourt or any of those uh, homegrown guys: Mesker, Brusulovic, Bezicourt. Bezicourt got on the field a few times, so mm-hmm. uh, that would that would be my guess. What what's the percentage you think Verone comes back? 
thirty. Yeah, thirty. I mean, because here's the thing: the rebels may want him back, but why would Verum want to come back? I mean, he, he wants to start. He is. He does have starting talent. And if if rebels want him back, declining his contract means they want a lower salary, which he would right. not want. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I, I would put it like twenty percent. So let's see. I declined. I would say probably Bagrella. Verone would be the guys that would go after again. I think Grella and, and Ba, they would just try to lowball him because of the injury history. Verone, they probably want to lowball him because, again, he hasn't been a starter, so why pay him a DP salary? I, I think they re-signed Dilly Duca to a 10-year contract. <laughs> you, you know, oh, I, I mean I mean to be the, the uh, Red Bull Arena janitor. But I meant the Red Bull Arena janitor. They give him a Legends contract. <laughs> yeah, he can be like a, oh, an ex-WWE superstar. He just shows up, makes appearances, takes pictures with the fans. <laughs> you know, it's kind of surprising because I thought Metzger was signed to Red Bulls 2. I didn't think he was signed to the MLS side. Yeah. Well, now you know. I, yeah, and knowing it's half the battle. Yeah. I fully expect like halfway through the season, like, you know, the July transfer window. It's just like they have a game like, Jason Marsh has one sub left. There's five men on in the game. Who's that woman? Uh, by God, it's Delatuka. <laughs> Delatuka's back. He's back, damn it. He's coming in in a Red Bull Formula One race car. <laughs> that would be impressive if they snuck Dilly Duca onto the bench just to bring him on in the last minute. And then he just uh, sprays down Ben Olsen with a beer truck. Billy <laughs> Duke, oh my god! Spraying down Ben Olsen with beer. I, I, beer I, or milk? Which one is he? He's a beer man. Beer man. Okay. I, I think Dilly Duke is dropping the ball if he doesn't become the spokesman for Dilly Bars. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Sure. That is a fortune to be made right there. <laughs> Dilly Dilly. Yeah, I, I don't see any of those guys. I don't see Bob coming back. I, I really don't see Grella coming back unless he's, they're going to pay him, I don't know, $5 a game. Because, again, he's, he's a little bit older, and he's coming off surgery where everyone thought he might come back at some point, and he just never did. So, I, I mean, that's never a good sign, ever. The, the only reason I can see Bob coming back at a reduced rate is because, what was it, last year there was that stretch of like five games where he was the best defender on the field. Right. So maybe they're willing to give him a shot, but... Well, they're going to have to come I, back on chump change. I, I, yeah, because I could see them not doing it, you know, for basically a year and a half. He's out on an injury. It's like, why bother? What's he going to do? Go to, back to Finland, a, world, a land without sun? <laughs> oh, God. Don't do that. Ooh. All right, so... Let's see. Also looking forward to 2018. This is the question I was going to ask before, but I'm going to ask it now. Biggest position of need for the Red Bulls going forward? Pat? Mm. Do you think about it? I think center back. Definitely center back, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think that this could all change in like a month when transfer window hits, but I think right now you have to say center back. I mean, Aaron Long's fine, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, it's it's just a revolving door of guys, you know, who lined up next to him. And, yeah, when Sal Zizo becomes a center back that you should be on as a starter, then it's obviously an issue. 
I mean, Fidel Escobar was laughable. Um, Perinal was fine, uh, but not his old self. Uh, Aurelian Collin, I don't think you can rely on. Um, obviously, if he's 100%, you know, yeah, he's shredded, but I just don't think you can rely on him. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think definitely center back. Um, again, assuming this roster stays the same, which I, I don't think it will. Hey, remember, we signed uh, Mario. Yeah. Mm. Cool. He was so great. Uh, I'm going to say a scoring left winger. Uh, I, mean, I think that that's the, the the giant void on this team right now because for one year, that's what Mike Grella was. Mm. Uh, clearly, Royer, when he's healthy, is absolutely wonderful on the right side. There's, there's no concern there. But they need a scoring threat on the left desperately, not a guy coming off the bench in the final 10 minutes of the game, uh, a guy that can get some pressure off BWP. That, that's, again, I think an absolute priority. If they're sticking with Sasha, well, then there's your quote-unquote playmaker. Um, and, you know, clearly if Tyler Adams sticks around, he would be, he would be your other playmaker. So that's they need to score goals desperately, and I think that's the position that they're lacking in. I mentioned it briefly before. I think it's like a holding midfielder position because Felipe, Question, um, Adams, I think are all more attacking minded. And Sean Davis was supposed to be the holding midfielder, but it didn't really work at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And I th- and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think when he finally got to start in the starting lineup, starting lineup, he is more of a uh, not a wing back. Actually, was it a wing back? Maybe I played more on the wing than centrally. I think. Mm-hmm. So they never really replaced that spot of a holding midfielder, and I think that's part of the reason you were seeing a lot of position lost in the midfield because we're passing the ball around, and but there's nobody there that can hold the ball and allow players to move to advance. And that's why. You end up passing the ball back and forth along the midfield line and don't really make any progress. I think that that's if we can fix that. It's not the answer, but I think it's the biggest position that needs to be fixed going forward. Long passes to Felipe. Felipe passes to to Davis. Davis holds it. Holds it. Holds it. (laughs) Sure. I I think it's great that we've covered like all three positions, like sides of the field. So that's good. That's a good sign. It's a promising side for sign for next year. All right, you know what we need? Uh, some defense, some, some, uh, a holding midfielder and a scoring midfielder. So let's, let's do this. Hey, at least we didn't say goalkeeper. No, I mean, that's, we're, we're good on that. That'd be bad. We're good. Uh, don't get it. They're going to replace, uh, Tyler Adams with a bucket of money <laughs> and Kamara Lawrence with a bucket of money. They're just going to literally put those buckets of money on the field. And yep. that's it. With the, with the Dax bucket. Yep. Three buckets of money. All right, so uh, last thing before dumping ground, because the Red Bulls do have some idea of what their schedule will be in early 2017. The CONCACAF Champions League, which we will be participating in, the knockout rounds start in February. Uh, Red Bulls are in pot number one, which means that whoever they get matched up against, their first game will be on the road, second one will be at home. Uh, the dates 
The away leg will be February 20th through 22nd, and the mm. the home date will be February 28th to March 1st. Balmy. Happy 36th birthday to me. Uh, if they advance, they'll play again in March, and then the semifinals and finals are all in April. So, uh, I would try to read the name of, of the eight teams they could possibly play, but I'm going to screw up like six of them, so I'm not going to bother. <laughs> the one, the one team that would probably be the best for us in terms of actually knowing what's going on is Colorado Rapids. Because they apparently low enough to be in pot number two. See, that wasn't so hard to say. You got well, it. Well, they were one of the ones I would have been able to say correctly. <laughs> Is that the only reason you think they'd be the best uh, matchup? Sure. <laughs> That's the real reason. know how I am with names, so. <laughs> um, all right, stumping ground? Sure. Did you even, did you just skip the list? Yeah, he did. He I, didn't I want to say it because I'm not going to be able to read like six or eight, six yeah. or seven of those names. I said, "Fuck it." Deportivo Saprissa, CS Herediano, Cibao FC, FC Matagua, Club Deportivo Olimpia, Toro FC, Santa Tecla FC, and I would say Cibao FC would be the best because Dominica or I don't know if that's Dominica or Dominican Republic. I think but, Dominican uh, Republic. So either way, that's a weak ass league, and I'm sure we could beat them here. Well, what, what was the second one that? CS Herediano, I think. They are the ones that got in because of a disqualification. <laughs> so, uh, nice. who was it? Let's see. Uh, some team from Guatemala, Guatemala got uh, disqualified, so they end up in the spot instead. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm glad that the one good thing about this is I don't own, I never visited any of these cities like I did Antigua, Guatemala, so there will be no Twitter poll. We'll end up having to watch wear the opposing team's jersey to a Red Bull game. <laughs> so the bright side is we will not have to face a Mexican side for at least the first two legs or the first two rounds if we were to make it. Because Cock- Cock- is trying to set it up so the MLS gets team in the final. They're watering it down for us. Yay! Good, whatever. I'll take it. I'll take handouts. I ain't too proud to beg. All right, so now time for Dumb Ground. All righty. Uh, so there is still soccer going on in the United Good. States. Imagine that. Kind of. Cool. Uh, TFC beat Columbus one nothing on aggregate to move to the finals. So the, I think the international <laughs> break really hurt the karma train because Columbus was on a roll until that break happened. Yep. Seattle's yep. up 2 nothing against Houston, and their second leg is uh, tonight the 30th, which, if you guys are listening, is probably the next day, so whatever. Uh, I'm going to go out of the limb and say Houston won. What? So if you're listening to this in the future, I'm saying Houston won already. Yeah, it's Houston. I'm sorry, Seattle. I'm thinking. Come on. I thought, he was, I thought he was going for, like, the I'm a genius <laughs> I predicted what nobody predicted. Yeah. I'm, how about this? Just skip whichever part I said that's wrong. I said both. So just skip the part that I was wrong with, and then I'm still right. So we're just saying it's it's a rematch of last year that'll be as exciting as last year's was. Yeah, Yeah. it really will be that Simpsons uh, soccer match. Yeah, where they and they go to PKs in the end. And I'm sure Kurt Larson will find something to whine about yet again, like he whined about a hole being put in the wall in yesterday's game because no one booed Josie enough, so he had to bitch about something from the other team. Jersey. I I really I've really grown to despise 
TFC and that entire organization, except for one man, and that man's name's Eric Giacometti because he is a gentleman. He's a gentleman and a scholar. But he's he's like a hired hitman, so. Yeah, but he also, I mean, he's, he moved out of America. I mean, ugh. Yeah, he got out while the getting was good. <laughs> but he moved to Canada. Canada's <laughs> never better. But, uh, yeah, I really, I really hate TFC. I hate their Kurt's becoming a shill, um, like unreadable shill. The stupid team, and a bunch of babies on the field. Their fans are annoying. Even my friend is annoying. Every, they're all annoying. I hate, I hate the whole organization. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, obviously there's there's the whole USA Team USA tie-in with them. Uh, so there's many, many reasons to hate that team, uh, and how. While one of those Team USA guys seems to have a spine, the other one does not. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there are plenty of reasons to hate that team. So we'll have to, again, root for the organization that invented soccer. Yep. And thank God they did. <sighs> Why not just root for Giant Meteor and be done mm. with it? I will root for Giant Meteor. Little Meteor. All right, let's move on from that. Uh, who's a team that we all ought to laugh at? Hmm. The Red Bulls. <laughs> that's no, grown. We just, we just get sad about them. Yeah, that's grown at. DC uh, United. Oh, now what? What are they up to now? So they're supposed to be moving into a new stadium, but it will not be ready until around June, going by the current schedule. Which wouldn't be actually that bad because it's not. They're not the first team that had to go through that when Kansas City got their stadium built. I think it was like May or something like that. Toronto, when they did their upgrades, was like May. So they wouldn't be the first team to go through that. However, they asked MLS to play all their games on the road before the stadium opens up. Yeah, MLS, no. MLS said no, because that would be unfair to the rest of the league. So they're going to have to play, according to the report I think I saw from Stephen Goff, of like three or four games at, quote, home before the new stadium opens. Good. Good. And the the article I saw mentioned RFK as a possible place to play those games. See, I saw RFK is not being considered an option. Well, that might have changed because I saw that two days ago. Okay, that was the last I read. Is that they they already kind of ruled that out that they're done with that. It's Good. pretty much so, a, it's already a raccoon sanctuary. <laughs> you know? yeah, there's already trees on the field. It's a raccoon sanctuary in September. So, yeah. September of three years ago. Um, so good. This means this piece of concrete I brought home from RFK is not from the last game ever played there. <laughs> yeah. Not like any of us would bring parts of that stadium home. I mean, at least we didn't bring home broken seats. Like I bought something that was already broken. Right. Yeah. You didn't bring I, it. That can, that can be smuggled in my pocket. Right. I dare you. I got something in my pocket for you. Why don't you eat <laughs> it in my pocket? See what it is. See what it is. Yeah, I mean... It, I, I hope they play. Um, I guess they were saying there's a chance of playing in Annapolis, and I hope it's on an aircraft carrier. All right. I, I would. I would go to that game. <laughs> oh, wait, I got a better idea. Hold on. Hold on. I, I have it, Jay. I have it. Okay. We do. Uh, they play on an aircraft carrier, but they have to play uh, NYCFC on their garbage barge. And it's MLS War Games. There you go. 
No, if you're gonna do that right, you have to link the two together. Right, right. They'll they'll be they'll okay, kind of like be head to head. They'll be like like yeah, face to face. Okay. If a, if you can get a garbage barge on, face to face with an aircraft carrier, but which probably won't work well. This this idea doesn't work unless we add a third team in for no real reason. So let's throw Philly in. Yeah, they'll be like swimming around. They'll be they'll be like the sharks in the water. <laughs> and then Lex Luger will show up and body slam Patrick Vieira. Yeah. Oh please. <laughs> Say he booked it. Already figured out one game. Uh, so there's a bunch of stadiums that are being thrown around. Um, they're talking like University of Maryland. They're talking the Navy Stadium in Annapolis. Uh, FedEx Field. God, that, I was there for a New York Jets Redskins game. If they end up playing there, I'm just going to laugh because there are some terrible seats in that stadium. That seems sucks. Yep. The, so it was like six years ago, I think. My wife bought me tickets for my birthday, and if you ever been to Fe- if you have never been to FedEx, the way they built the stadium was it was you know the three decks, and then they're like, "Wait, we can get more people in if we add seats behind where the first deck ends," which Ooh. is great. But then the overhang from the second level blocks your view. Oh, flashbacks to Chase Stadium, and and so it's almost like. Watching an HD TV, except for the pillars that keep up the other decks, every like few hundred feet. Yeah, yeah. that's no good. Yeah, it's pretty awful. But there's a bunch of different places they were talking about. Uh, the Navy Field. Um, the I don't know if this is actually going to happen, but they were talking about um, Baltimore M&T Bank or even Oriole Park. Mm-hmm. So. I'm guessing the Nationals wouldn't let them play National Park. So tarnish their field. Yeah. I would. I would. But again, I'd go to a game at Oil Park. I'm in. I'm in for that game. I honestly, I wouldn't. Well, since I live in Maryland, it's actually kind of easy for me to go to that. I probably would go. Yeah. And then I can laugh at another team playing on a baseball field. Also, just yeah. saying, it better be the fucking Red Bulls who open their stadium. If, if it's the Smurfs, I, I I burn the stadium down before they even play a game there. Uh, Philly. Uh, who cares? Philly. Well, then I just burn it down because Philly's inside it. Yeah, That's yeah. fair. Old murder. It's it's going to be rivalry week, and they're going to play Philly. I guarantee yeah. it. I, I'm I'm locking that in now. All right. I I got the Red Bulls. You got Philly. Who you got Pat? Who are they playing in the inaugural game at? Who cares? The name stadium. Uh, Manchester United. Mm. Are they in the league? Oh, Are they get relegated to MLS? You know what? That's a good point. There, there was talk of doing a European series to make up for lost revenue. So it's very possible that they do international friendlies before the the first MLS game. I didn't even know that. I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> I mean, that's what the Red Bulls did in 2010. Mm-hmm. Santos it was a good game. It was warm. Grant, yep. Granted, that was for the Red Bulls. That was preseason, at least. Yeah. Yep. And who scored the first goal? Uh, Joel Impair. Or is it Tamir? Joel Impair. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't. I didn't start at the beginning of 2010, so I'm sorry. Oh. Pat, who scored the first MLS regular season game oh, at Red Bull Arena? MLS regular season is Joel Impair. Yeah. yeah. And who scored the first goal uh, at the stadium against Santos? 
was it Joel? It was Joel yes. Lampere. His name was Joel Lampere. Yeah, I thought it was Tim because Tim Ream scored in that game, and I forget who the third goal was. Pecky, Mike Pecky scored in that game. Oh. Yep, because because twenty times this last year playing, right? Uh, but say, yeah, Mike Pecky scored in that game. I remember uh, Neymar being in that game, and me thinking, I don't know who that guy is, but he's really good. <laughs> this guy, he ain't bad. I'm sure he'll stay on this team forever. And never make a billion dollars. Never sell this guy. <laughs> uh, so is that it? I think there's something else, right? There is. You. It was your topic. No. Oh. Who gets the expansion team? Oh, expansion team! Yeah. I didn't write it down. Why didn't I write it down? It, Where did I? You did write it down. Where is it? Oh, it's on the second page. See, I don't scroll down. There's two pages, damn it. Uh, these two pages, yeah. So expansion team, we did have something left. So there's what? Pretty much, you, you read a tale of two cities, and you're like, it's the best of the times and the worst of times. Like, that was a good book. <laughs> yeah, what's this chapter two I've heard? So, oh, no! There's 300 more pages! Things got worse! So much worse! <laughs> so there's what? There's four expansion... There's four teams that are four cities, and two are getting picked, right? Two, I think so, because they they, they got to keep the number even, or otherwise it doesn't make sense. Right. So, I forget who the four are though. Nashville, Cincinnati, Sacramento. Oh, how am I, guys? Come on, help me out here. I have What's Detroit, one of them. Detroit, yes, I believe Detroit is is the the uh, fourth one. You are is correct. St. Louis technically still in the running. No, because I mean this is it. They've narrowed it down to four. Oh, it's just the fourteen. Oh, so they're not even the eight. Okay. Right. So these are the four cities. And only two of that teams. Sacramento has a team and and a good fan base. We know Cincinnati has a good fan base. And their Detroit stadium just got has right. a team, I think. Although it's a, like very low level. It's yeah. uh. NPSL, I think. It's so low level that Jimmy Cates doesn't even like it. That's <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Like, he doesn't care about them, so. And Nashville yeah. doesn't have a team, I think, but, I mean. It's a, they like it because it's a U.S. men's national team place. Hotspot. Right, yeah. yeah. So they think, they think because people show up for a U.S. men's national team game, oh, yeah, this will be a good city. Yeah, we all know how that works. Right. Yeah, let's, so put, I, let's put an MLS team in Connecticut. Let's have an MLS team play in Connecticut and see how everybody shows up because the U.S. had a good a good showing there. Oh, right, what? No one came? Nobody? Oh, all right. That's so I think, I think, and this is going to be the obvious answer, Sacramento and Cincinnati. Right, because they are they are the two it's clearly established. Established with good fan bases. Right, and you can throw one in the east and one in the west. Yep, Cincinnati would be east, obviously. Right. Uh, well, I mean, on the off chance that Columbus somehow gets saved, I can see that knocking Cincinnati out of their running. Because I almost feel like that they've like that's what MLS has tried to. That's how they've tried to rationalize it. I mean, like, what we're giving you Cincinnati? See, I could see them doing Cincinnati either way because Cincinnati deserves it. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that. They don't. But if Columbus stays, you have the Ohio rivalry built in. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I mean, if we're just, if we're not talking who already has fan support, I'd like to see a team in Detroit because you already have Chicago. You know, you have Minnesota, you have those like northern teams. They would really blend into that. 
Sacramento. The problem is Detroit would have to be. You, if you want to bring Detroit in, you have to make them east. There's like there's no real reason that they're in the west, and that because then you. That's fine. Well, because then you take away one game against uh, Minnesota. Listen, I'll move teams around if I have to. All right. And then if you put a team in Detroit, the players not only have to worry about the ball, they have to like worry about dodging bullets. Yeah, I think that'd make yeah. the game fun. I say sure. you play him in you play him in what's left of the Pontiac Silverdome. Well, wasn't there that plan? Well, that was like, a plan at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, there was yeah. a plan like six years ago where they were going to like like divide it height wise. Yep. Yeah, they were going to cut it make in the half top level, make the top level like a twenty five thousand seat soccer area. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom, they were going to turn into like a theater or something like that. Yeah, look at it now. Let's see how it's that. A weird, oh, it's yeah. a weird. There's weird nothing fire. left of it. There's the nothing. Pictures, left the of pictures it. of that stadium now are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. There's it's it's a shell. But I don't know. I Sacramento. I mean, I they they have the fans because they have one pro team there. So I think that's the I idea. Have the pro team there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like yeah, the, the, there's rumors of those. The Kings moving all the time. Oh, Silver Dome's getting imploded. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh. So much that. No, 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 no. Hold on. Detroit plays there against NYCFC, and they blow it up when they're in there. Nice. Well, that would have to be Sunday then, because that's when they're doing it. Oh, well, let's – can we uh, – what's today, Thursday? Yeah. Can we schedule a uh, exhibition game in three days? Sure. I mean, they're not playing. Yeah. Let's, so. hope, uh, let's hope a, uh, a Detroit bus doesn't roll into the uh, – camera of the Silver Dome getting blown up. <laughs> I have an idea. You give the Detroit you give Detroit the team, right? Yeah. And then the hardcore fans, instead of them singing doop after a goal, they go it's a shame. That's what I would do. That's I mean, you go. You got to shout out to Axel Foley. Lose yourself in the music the moment you want it. You better never let it go. Go. You only get one shot. Shoot yourself a goal. Once in a game time. Yeah. They find some way to make it a Chris Rock song. Or uh, Kid Rock. I don't know. Oh, no. Kid Rock. They find some way to do Kid Rock. I don't know why, but. No, not me. I want to go. Nashville deserves nothing. Man, I'm looking at the picture. Uh, no, I'm voting, I'm voting Nashville because I'm, I'm thinking of all the debauchery, and I just feel like the debauchery happens in Nashville. I'm sure Don Garber, like, visited, and so, like, they're, like, brought him to a harem. And they're like, <laughs> bring in the girls! And Garber's like, I like this. <laughs> Soccer needs to be here. I like country music. It's good for me. By the way, I'm looking at the picture of the Silver Dome right now. Yeah. It really is terrible. Yeah, it's a, it's a real treat. There's there is, I I guess mold or fungus or something growing in like one of the boxes that they're showing. Like, oh, <laughs> man. Nice. Well, we've run it into the ground officially. I think it's finally happened, guys. Oh, we we everyone has tuned out. We've destroyed this podcast yet again for another year. Well, thankfully we have. Can, can anybody tune into this episode? Like, people are like, oh, I have to relive the Red Bull season? Yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> like, Merry Christmas to me. Great. I forgot my team stunk. Thanks for reminding me. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I, I, know, 
Let's finally uh, over it. I'm suffering through Eli right now. I, I got stuff I got to deal with. My life's terrible. Yeah. You tell me a Rod might be the next Yankees manager. <laughs> what was that? I was like, you tell me a Rod might be the next Yankees manager. <laughs> Good God, I can't live with this. Now you want to talk about the Red Bulls again? Jeez. Porzingis snapped his ankle. <laughs> oh, so by the way, I found the, the redesign rendering for the, the Silverdome. So this is what it's actually going to be. So 30,000 seat soccer stadium up top, then two th- 20,000 seat sections on the bottom. One, a theater, like a, a concert venue slash theater. Mm-hmm. One, a hockey arena. Nice. I imagine that blew up when they built, uh, like that idea blew up when they said, by the way, we're building Papa John's Arena. So like, okay, we're not getting the wings. Done. Done. And no one wants to play there anyway, so. No one wants to play in fucking Pontiac. It's named after a car that doesn't exist anymore. What's what's by Detroit, to be honest? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, downtown Detroit is a nice place. Sure it is. It's very nice. Fox Theater. It's pretty sweet. All right, so quick announcement before we go. This is our last episode. Ever! Yay! <laughs> I was going to be like, uh... Anyway. I, like, my thir- I get my Thursday nights back? <laughs> I was hoping for a dramatic pause, and Truman just completely blew it up. So, <laughs> it's, this is our last episode on What's Metro.com. Uh, just decided time to move away, because none of us are there writing... Well, not, neither of you wrote ever there. I, it was nope. me. But, so we're moving away from the site. If you're listening to us on RSS, you're good. Nothing will change. If you're listening to us on whatsmetro.com, there should be links on the page. And, yeah, and you're, the, and you're living in like 2010, so. Yes. I mean... We weren't even around in 2010, so sure. Right, right. So if you're listening, if you're listening to a podcast <laughs> on a website, who are you? My grandmother, and she's dead, so you're not her, but you're old. Uh, there's a couple of people who listen to it on a uh, mini disc, Sony mini disc. <laughs> we'll be putting out the vinyl record of this edition in a couple of weeks. No, come on, the A track is where it's at. <laughs> you um, can download us on your iPod or Zoom. <laughs> oh man I I remember when I thought that they might, that might actually be legitimate and I was like no it's not anyway let's wrap this one up so this like I said was our last episode at oncemetro.com slash red hyphen uh, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash rebelrant throw a few bucks our way uh, you can email oh, son of a bitch I did it again there's no emails. Email. They don't exist. No one writes to us. No one likes us anymore. It's all about Twitter. Listen, I, when you can have 400 characters on Twitter, you don't need emails anymore. Yeah, exactly. Don't email us. We, we're not going to read it. We don't care about but it. You can have all the characters in the email. Yeah. If you want to email us. I guess. RedBullRant at gmail.com. If you would like to call us instead and actually hear your voice on the show... You can call our voicemail at 973-348-5329, facebook.com slash rebelrant, 
on Twitter at Red Bull Rants for the show, at Dr. Stooge for myself, at PMACDA2 for Pat, at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, SoundCloud.com. Last words on 2017. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time to implode. Do <laughs> it implode the podcast. <laughs> sure. Uh, so for Pat Truman and myself, this was episode number 250 of the Rebel Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you next year. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, buddy. <laughs>